Howdy there, folks, and welcome to The Random Men, where two experts and nothing talk about everything. Today's episode is close to my heart. Keith and I are going to be taking a look at how nerd culture has evolved from the time when we were kids up until now. It's finally cool to be a nerd. And from superheroes to Potterheads, from Middle Earth to sci-fi and anime, knowledge is power in the nerd community, and for those of us that used to be ridiculed for our love of fantasy storytelling, it's been a long road. So get ready, because today two random men are going to discuss nerd culture, then and now. Continuing the conversation that we've been having for just a little while, what we've been talking about is what it meant to be a nerd when we were coming up versus what it means to be a nerd now. And we're talking about being nerds as far as being into anime, being in a, a, a cinephile with movies, being into comic books. Um, being a geek is something totally different. I think being a geek is more being into technology and that kind of thing. But when we were coming up, being a nerd was not cool. It still wasn't cool. Yeah, it was, it was a letdown, or put down. Like, people would sit there and come to you, and it was almost a bullying. Yeah, if you were seen reading a comic book in the hallway, you got called a nerd. Yeah. It wasn't anything cool to be at that time. No. And, I mean, we were children of the 80s also. Barely, we were small in the 80s, but, I mean, we grew up with Ninja Turtles, He-Man, Ghostbusters, that kind of thing, which I think most most everybody around our age was into. Yeah. But then you move into the 90s, when we were coming into our own and getting a little bit older, it it transformed into a totally different thing. Yeah. I remember kind of some of my first really nerding out on things was like Batman the Animated Series. Oh, yeah, of course. Batman the Animated Series was a game changer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, X-Men the Animated Series. X-Men the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series. They were staples of Saturday morning, Saturday evening... Which in itself is already gone, because you don't have Saturday morning cartoons yeah, anymore. Yeah, they don't have Saturday morning no, cartoons anymore. No, it's terrible. I read a whole thing that that's because the sponsorships from the cereal companies stopped. Cereal companies, toy companies, that's what used to do the big sponsorships for why they had Saturday morning cartoons. Hmm. Well, then when you start moving into the age of health food, people thinking more consciously about health, and you don't want to feed your kids sugar pops, things like that, they all started dropping off. And that's when they basically lost their funding for that's all That's when this. they basically lost their funding for it, and it just wasn't lucrative for them to keep doing it. See, I heard that there was a thing that they started doing. The government set up this thing where they made them do X amount of educational programming throughout it. Yes. And that actually cost more than what it did to do a lot of the comic books, or a lot of the cartoons back then. Mm-hmm. So it slowly started like... Fading out and becoming harder and more expensive to do all this stuff. And so finally the network's like, ah, we're just not going to do it anymore. That makes sense. I remember a time when everything was educational and everything had some kind of uh, message in the episode. And it really took away from the storytelling. Every episode of Captain America. (laughs) I mean, uh, no. uh, Captain Planet. Every episode of Captain Planet. Captain Planet. Every episode of Captain Planet. Had you know something a feel good story and something which I think a lesson was think learned was that day kind of part of it because it was Captain Planet but yeah still like yeah I, I get what you're saying there was something educational yeah in, instead in of just a good story that was laid out you know you go back and look at some of those X Men episodes I mean I, I really there was lessons learned in all the Batman the animated series episodes really true the Mister Freeze episode remind the me Heart of was it Heart of Ice. That was the 
Mr. Freeze episode introducing Mr. Freeze really into... I don't know if that was the introduction of canon, but it was the, the first time I'd really got to learn Mr. Freeze. And yeah. it was like, they're dark episodes. Was, when you go back and look at those, they're, there's some dark episodes. And a lot of them and, don't end on a happy note. Yeah, dark themes for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, like we were talking earlier with uh, the X-Men, like... Nowadays, they probably wouldn't let kids watch it that were as old as what we were whenever we were mm-hmm. watching it. They were a little bit more angry and violent, and that's not the kind of stuff that the you Scary-ass <laughs> Sentinel episodes and stuff where yeah. they're being hunted down, and yeah, that's all exactly. about persecution of people. Yeah. I mean, which yeah. X-Men has always been. Yeah. Well, and another thing that was, of course, about the 90s was, so the toys to me at that time yes. were so much better. But I 100% now, agree. But now everything's so, like, Tech savvy, mm-hmm. which is better in, in in some ways, but at the same time, I got you know I miss just my action figures. Do you think that takes away from the imagination that you used to have to come up with because you just got a Ninja Turtle or a Batman figure and you had to figure out your storylines, you had to figure out your own episodes, mini episodes that you were doing while you play. And I very said, true, you know, very mini true. episodes, yeah. but they could go for four hours of you playing and mixing Rocksteady and Bebop in with a GI Joe and. Going oh, yeah. around the whole house, and you built a Lego jet, and this yeah. is, you know, say, it all how, ties in. How many times, you know, as a kid, you know, you'd be, you'd have Rocksteady teamed up with, say, one of the Power Rangers, and they're both good guys in our mm-hmm. story, and you would be fighting me, that would build some giant robot out of Legos, and of course, we're using the box that one of them came in as the mm. layer. <laughs> you know, yes. We just we had to sit there and use our imaginations to come up with this whole world of stuff. And everything was playable. Everything went together. There was no, it wasn't like uh, different between, oh, well, that's only a Power Rangers store. That's only a Ghostbusters store. Like, everything went together. Everything got played with. Like, in my head, like, Toy Story, like, that was, that was in my head when I was a kid. That was me, totally. Yeah, they all played together. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> But you look at some of the toys we had, though. Of course, you know, we talk about like, all the action figures and stuff. But then, of course, you know me. One of my big things was the Pokemon trading card game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was Oh, yes. Many, and, many road trips taking you to tournaments. And uh, that was kind of back to the whole thing about the, you know, being called a nerd. You know, you're kind of getting bullied. And I remember going to Pokemon tournaments as a kid. And I'm walking in there with my cards. I'm all excited about playing. Got your little backpack full of decks. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I'd go in there, and we'd sit down, we'd be playing. I'm, I'm all into it. Having, you had having... backpacks full of decks. <laughs> backpacks full of decks of cards. That should be a podcast name for an episode. Backpack full of decks. Oh, oh it's going to get bad. It could go a lot of different ways. <laughs> anyway, Anyways, sorry. So, and I'll be sitting there. I'm all in, all into playing the game. And, you know, we're having fun and stuff. And then you get those kids that were a little bit older. They'd be they would be in there in the mall, and they'd come walking over, and they'd be like, well, "What are you guys doing? What is this? Oh, you're playing your Pokemon." The oh. mall is a place that people used to go to shop. Kids. Yeah, before we had all the social media, and you just shopped online. Yeah, we used to actually go yeah. to malls and hang out. There was no Amazon. No, no Amazon. Yeah, dude. I remember loading up in the car, mom driving you. Go compete in tournaments, and it'd be hours. Hey, just for the record, I was watching ranked, you whoop ass. I'm I, I to you. was ranked in the top 200 in the world. Just, just throw that out there. Yeah, yeah. You still got your badges? Oh yeah, I got them in a little case on the uh, on the bookcase. I keep thinking if we ever can like, <laughs> or when we eventually move to doing videoing these too, the wall of memorabilia behind oh, yeah. us is going to be pretty good. We've, yeah. we've spent a lot of years collecting, which we. One of the topics that I do want to get into later episode is collectibles and 
Oh yeah, things of stuff, that nature. Some of the stuff we get like is and collections because yeah, it's just random. But shit every for every random every guy that I know that comes to the house and they walk into what we call the music room where I have the guitars, but then it's guitars all on one wall and then just nerd stuff lining the whole other mm-hmm. wall. And yeah, every, you have an entire wall. Every guy that comes in, they're like, this is the coolest place I've ever been. Like 26 <laughs> shelves full of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all just random cool stuff. Yeah. I'll donate my Enterprise and my Lieutenant Data and my Race Stance action figure and my Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. And that can all go on the wall. And I'll have my Pokemon badges and all my bobbleheads, uh, my Planet Express ship. Which yeah. is one of my favorite ones. Do you remember how happy I was when we went to Comic-Con and I got the real heavy metal, the uh, communicator, the oh, Star yeah. Trek communicator, oh, yeah. and I was so happy about that. I was carrying <laughs> it around. I was like, I I had one when I was a kid, and then to find one again, it just threw me back into that nostalgia that I was like, oh my, this is, yeah, this is my my token of the trip. This oh, yeah. is my going, collectible. You know, we, we went to the Dallas Comic-Con, and it was a blast. It had a great time. But everything, every corner of it, I'm like, this is just throwing me back to being a big kid. Which I'm, we're kind of already big kids anyway. Okay. But now it's like, this is this is our playground. It was great being back into that again. Like, <laughs> especially other, with you hanging out. We were and there other just people that out. were the same way. Like, they're just so happy to see yeah. some toy from the from the 90s. Like I said, you'd get like... A, I remember that one guy that was going crazy over the uh, Power Rangers Megazord. Yeah. In there. And like he's in there. He's like, man, I always wanted one of these. And, and I looked thinking, at you. I was like, we have In one. mom's closet at the house, <laughs> we have a Megazord. I have the Saber. The White yeah, Ranger the, Saber. Uh, Saba Saber? Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep. Still got that. Heck yeah. The, I believe the package is still there. I mean, it's opened, but. Yeah, mom was a bit of a pack rat and kept. Just keep it in the box. We didn't do that shit with the Technodrome, did we? Oh, no. Yeah, that was another uh, one. Yeah, the Technodrome people, got buried in the mud in the backyard. We yeah, dug it back up. Telling people that I have the old school Technodrome, you know, that was, I don't know, probably what, like a foot and a half probably oh, yeah. diameter. Yeah. Probably, you it was know, probably gigantic. Like, yeah, for, as far as half, toys went tall. back then, it was like there was the He-Man uh, Castle Grayskull. Oh, yeah. And the Technodrome. And yeah. then there was the Turtles Lair, the too. Turtles Lair. The Sewers uh, Lair. And that was like sawed at when. Friends would come over to play, and they're like, holy shit, y'all got all this? And we're like, that's why this room is cool. Like, look, everywhere you turn, it's just a yeah. whole nother setup scene. We'd set them up like movie scenes. Well, and I remember us, you know, growing up, too, we had our friends, John and Jacob, that one was your age, one was my age. And so whenever we'd be at our house, it was all Ninja Turtles. When we were at their house, it was all Ghostbusters. They had an Ecto-1, and I was so jealous. Oh, man, yeah. Oh, yeah. They had the Ecto-1. Never been a car guy, but... Never sweet. been a car, but sweet-ass <laughs> Ecto-1, man. Oh. Yeah. That was back when you kind of got hassled for that kind of shit. I mean, because we weren't athletic boys at that age. No. So, I mean, we weren't out playing football and baseball and all that kind of stuff. We were sitting on our rooms, coming up with scenarios for our toys to play and, and yep. geeking out. And then yeah. going to watch Batman movies and, and talking about them at length and trying to talk about them with people at school. And they're just like... Uh, yeah, we get it. You like Batman. Yeah, okay. It's Batman. Ew. Yeah. What's really cool about coming up when we did, though, was we were kind of there for what I would think would be, I hate to say the renaissance of nerdom, but maybe the second coming of nerdom. Yeah. Which I think really started with, like, Blade in 1998. Yeah. First when Blade came out, and it was a serious, because every kind of comic book and... Video game movie before that 
we know what we got before that. Yeah. We got Double Dragon. We got Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. We had those yeah. kind of movies. Yeah. You know, I mean, there was those made-for-TV Captain America movies and such. <laughs> Blade came out in 1998 and changed the game. It was, first yeah. off, it was R-rated. I know yeah. a lot of people like to give Deadpool that, that title, but Blade came out and it was like, holy shit. You know, everybody was seeing it. It was cool. It was stylish. And it's like, that's a comic book movie. And everybody's going, what? You yeah, know, you're telling of, your friends at school, that, that's a comic book movie. And it that's kind of a comic book. getting other people that weren't into comics looking at it going, wait. So you're talking, you have this, uh, this R-rated movie based off a comic book? And it's like, yeah. Like, and it's we great. Have, we have, like, yeah, there's stuff like that, too. Yeah. yeah we have a ton of it. <laughs> and kind of, I think that's, like I said, kind of when some people started really kind of going, oh, okay, yeah. show me more. Yes. We'd had the Superman movies, which first one, you know. Fantastic. Especially for that day and time, yeah. But um, like you remember, I was a big Trekkie, mm-hmm. you know. So I had the Star Trek movies, but there was not very many people that I could go nerd out with Star Trek about oh, when yeah. I was seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven years old that wanted to hear any of it. Yeah, you know. Then when it started to become cool to be a nerd, okay, ninety-eight Blade drops. Everybody likes it. It's cool. Black leather samurai swords, of course, it's going to be a hit. Yeah. Go into the year 2000, and I think the real start of it has to come with X-Men. Oh, yeah. With the first X-Men movie. The first X-Men movie, yeah. I mean, it just, like, that was... And, and, you know, whether you are one of those guys that you're like, oh, well, it didn't follow the comics to a T or whatever. Hey, it was the first time that you had a comic book movie team-up movie, which has still been hard to do for a Multiple lot of superheroes yeah. in the movie. Yeah, and teams up. It was so good. You're sitting there looking at the characters, and like, like I said, again, some of it you're thinking, oh, well, that's not exactly how the character was, but everything was, was done well, especially for that time when you're really just starting to get comic book movies going. It was one of the first ones to be taken serious. Yeah. Yeah. And not done hokey. Mm-hmm. And done, I mean, I, I walked around for two years just thinking Wolverine was the coolest shit. And we were Wolverine fans. It's not like we weren't X-Men fans. Oh, yeah. Remember, that was my, that was <laughs> mine and yours comic. I, I did a lot of Batman, but I read uh, X-Men. You were huge X-Men fan. Oh, yeah. And then to have it live action and everybody else is talking about it and you're going, well, like, you know, oh, the adults are talking about Wolverine. Yeah. Holy shit. The adults are talking well, about Wolverine. The, what do you want to know about him? And they're like, eh, 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 not, not that interested. Yeah, we're not there yet. But the movie was there. cool. And you're like, yeah. okay, yeah, we're, we're not, not to that. there yet. <laughs> yeah. So I walked around for two years just on a high horse with X-Men. Mm-hmm. And then 2002 comes and we get Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Another one taken pretty seriously. It's very comic book. They got splash page stuff and all that, but... Yeah, and looking back on it now, you might look at it and go, oh, that was a little hokey or whatever, but at the the time... time, In 2002, when they dropped the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, that shit was off the hook. It was like, this is the best... Our dad was into it. He was like, oh, Spider-Man's pretty darn cool now. It was like... Which, who he read the Spider-Man whenever he was a kid. Yeah. In the 60s. He had Spider-Man comics. Yeah. And so him sitting there with us like, yeah, yeah, I'll totally take you Never thought I'd see a live action Spider-Man. And we're like, this is just blowing our mind. And this is in 2002. Yeah. I mean, almost 20 years ago. That's how long, that's how, that's when I actually think that I'm just going to refer to it through the rest of the episode as the renaissance of nerd culture becoming cool. Yeah. So we got Blade, fair enough. Ninety eight, two thousand X Men, two thousand two Spider Man, two thousand five, Batman Begins. Yes. 
And that, another game changer. Yeah. You know, the last time we had seen Batman is that which we do not speak of. <laughs> and, mm. you know, it was dead and gone and buried. And <laughs> Nobody what, wanted you know, to touch Batman. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to sit here and wax poetically about what Nolan did with the Dark Knight trilogy for too long because everybody's had That's it. Every, another it's episode. Been, it's yeah. been talked about on every podcast. It's been talked about on every YouTube show. We don't need to go into that. But it factored in there to like, oh, it's cool. It's being taken serious. Go forward a little bit more. And another thing that I think doesn't get the credit due to making nerds cool, uh, Big Bang Theory, when it dropped in 2007, which yes. was a year before Iron Man, which we'll get mm. into. When Big Bang Theory dropped... And it gave everybody something weekly to latch on to that came from that and go in like, oh, he's wearing a Flash shirt. Yeah. Where did he get that uh, Captain Marvel shirt? What, you know. And so any nerd sits there and watches it and like you're catching all the teeny little references and all the different stuff like said, oh, the, the shirts so or what, many, you know, tiny so many little, little things. References but then everything. it was a great show too with a great premise. So all these other people that weren't, you know, of the nerd culture started watching it and they, they would start. And that's when I think it kind of first started with that whole. Where you're sitting there watching, and you know, me and my wife sitting there together, who she's not into a lot of the stuff. She's gotten into it, you know, in recent years. But we would sit there, and they would make a comment. People would laugh, and it would be a nerd joke. Mm -hmm. And she'd look at me, and she'd go, what are they talking about? What does that mean? What is that a reference to? And it's like the first time somebody really said to you, like, explain to me. Mm-hmm. This and that like, is a Star Wars reference, and then you stand up on your on your little box, and you go, "I'm going to tell you everything you want to know about." All this. of a sudden, I'm the smartest man in the room, <laughs> and I'm going to keep talking about it, and everybody's going to go, "Okay, shut up. We okay. asked you one question. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. Like, no, 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 no. I, I need to talk about sand. Yeah, <laughs> you got to understand that he hates sand. <laughs> but yeah, how cool was that? Where it's like then people are sitting there coming to you and they're asking it became a pop culture phenomenon mm -hmm. and people yeah i mean mom was watching it yeah and she thought it was hilarious Man, and it's like are you, our grandmother watched it are you catching half of the references that they're yeah. making you know i mean there's like in the background coffee mugs and clocks on the wall and stuff that you're you know in aquaman's insignia and stuff like that mm -hmm. and it's like that's cool that's cool i want that apartment yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I kind of have a little bit of that with the room we talked about earlier. So I have like, I can open it up and look at it and just, uh, yes. What was this? this? Rock, shrine. rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're doing like the 3D chess that they played at the thing Star Trek. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, yes. Yeah. So. I used to catch so much shit for just being like a Picard fan. And I used to steal mom's like uh, the little barrette thing she'd wear in her hair and put them on like I was Geordie LaForge and walk around <laughs> into walls and shit. Yeah. Don't lie. You would you still do it now. You I, I would I would space them out a little bit more so I could see. But, yeah, you can't do that stuff in front of friends that you just got left the Pee Wee football game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is my communicator. Yeah. So, Big Bang Theory, I think, doesn't get the credit it's due for changing the game as far as bringing everybody around to thinking, like, ah, this is cool shit. This is art. This is storytelling at its best. Mm -hmm. Yes, it has superheroes. Yes, it has magic things like mm. that but they make great storytelling i mean shit tolkien was doing magic way back when and it was cool yeah which hey to touch on that one real quick you think about like possibly one of the original uh nerdy things i mean i guess back then it was just, it was it yeah. was fantasy um and hold on to that because we're gonna do a whole lord of the rings episode yes, with, we are yes our buddy that is yes a we get huge a huge tolkien fan. guest that will come on with us and he will explain more 
than any of us ever, ever even thought possible about it. So anyway, okay, skip the Tolkien. Yeah, we're going to do a whole episode on the cultural influence of Tolkien. But yeah, okay, so we're dropping Big Bang Theory. The next year, Iron Man comes out. Ooh. And that is where shit got real. And I remember seeing, a, a, I don't remember if it was on a website or what it was, where I saw it exactly. Trailer or something? Trailer or something. No, it was, it was a tagline that said, wow, Marvel's rolling out the B-listers. Uh-huh. With Iron Man. And then, you know, they came out and they said that they cast Robert Downey Jr. And there was like a big backlash of people being like, Robert Downey Jr. is going to play Tony Stark or going to play Iron Man? Yeah, they didn't and, know who. And it was like, like, no, that's not going to work. And then you think about it and you're like, no. Because he had a bad rap at the time. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. He's the only human that is Tony Phenomenal Stark. actor. Why not? <laughs> yeah. And Favreau went to bat for him and said, yeah. he's my Tony Stark. Yeah. And magic was made. Yeah. Yeah. I guess in film 2007 came out 2008 and it changed the game and made superheroes cool. Something that even Spider-Man hadn't done years before. Like he was still Peter Parker, but when you get Tony Stark up there, who's the epitome of cool. Yeah. Then everybody is, you want to be Tony Stark. Yeah. His regular himself is just as cool, if not cooler than his superhero self. He has a cooler alter ego. (laughs) Because he doesn't have an alter ego. True. Yeah, he's just Tim. Really? I just put on some armor. <laughs> that's the only yeah. difference. <laughs> I, they, I think that's where the ball really started rolling, man. And, I mean, that's kind of a our view of the timeline. So then from there on out, the, the gates were open and the horses yeah. were running. Yeah. You know, we got a Marvel movie, I think, starting off every two years, maybe. I think Hulk came out two years later, the Edward Norton one. Not sure, but then, yeah, so then you roll into having Thor and Captain America, and then you get the Avengers, and then the Avengers was it. That was the biggest movie ever at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And from then on out, it was everybody you cross on the street wants to talk about superheroes, and they want to talk about comic books, and they want to act like they know stuff, and you're going, hmm, hmm, hmm. Little suspect, okay. I used to get thrown in a locker in the day for talking about this, but cool. Yeah. Okay. And and now people are coming to you like you are like I said again the most the smartest guy in the room. People are coming to you asking you like, "Hey, so how how does that work exactly? Where did that come from?" And you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> "Let me sit you down and tell you a so story." So, are vibranium and adamantium the same thing? And you're like, "Yes and no." <laughs> Do you have about an hour to kill? I, I spent so much time in the late 2000s trying to explain to people the difference between DC and Marvel. Did, yeah. you, did you go through that same oh, thing? yeah. Which you were always a little bit more of the DC, while mm-hmm. I was always a little bit more of the Marvel. Yeah. But yes, yes. Just completely clueless, and you're like, okay, I can't, I can't even hold a conversation with you until I explain this is over here, <laughs> and then over here is this. And they're like, what? And then you start explaining different universes, which now they're going to drop multiverses on people. Holy shit. Let's, let's try to explain that to the layman. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, may, maybe. Maybe yeah. everybody will get it. I don't believe so. Hey, you know what? After it happens, we'll do a whole episode about that too. I guess. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just try to get people to understand, okay, these characters, they belong to DC. Started as Detective Comics. It's DC. Easy to remember. There we go. Boom. This over here is Marvel. And then, many changes. Well, and then Shazam <laughs> happened and the Captain Marvel thing and everybody's going, Well, I looked up an article and it said and you're like, Oh, stop, just stop, 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 stop. Everything you're doing. 
<laughs> Forget it. Just when it comes out, enjoy the film. I can't explain to you the backstory of all this. That's what my wife finally did with, uh, I guess it was probably probably the third, fourth X-Men movie, where she was finally like, stop telling me everything that's not the same as the comics the, and just sit and enjoy the, the movie. The X-Men movies aren't the best to try to follow a singular storyline. Very true. Very true. But like, Days of Future Past is one of the best. Days of Future Past was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember how much shit we used to catch for being Dragon Ball fans? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, when Dragon Ball Z came out? See, I think Dragon Ball Z really was, especially when they when they brought it over it, and they dubbed it, and, you know, uh, they put it out there to where we could watch it. I think it was everybody's dirty little secret. Because nowadays you talk and there's not a single guy and even a lot of women out there that watched Dragon Ball Z but never admitted to it back in the day. Mm-hmm. Well, it was it Cartoon Network that it debuted on mm-hmm. over here in the States? I believe so. I remember that. And they were so far behind on the dubbing and stuff that you would get into the Saiyan saga. You would get into the Frieza saga. You would get into the Ginyu Force saga. And then you'd get four or five episodes in, and then it would start back over. Oh, yeah. And then it would start back over. So, I mean, shit, it took you a year and a half to get through one season because you just kept re- You'd wait up all night for it to drop on... Or no, was, was it Cartoon Network? I can't remember now. Holy shit. But it, it didn't help, too, that, you know, every battle, every build-up to a battle was about six episodes. So <laughs> you would sit there, and you'd be waiting, waiting, mm-hmm. waiting, and the next episode is when the fight's going to start. Hyperbolic time chamber, he's finally getting out, and, and we're, we're back, back to an episode of Dragon Ball, the original series? What the hell oh, just happened here? Oh, my gosh. Oh, so frustrating. So frustrating to be a Dragon Ball fan. I remember one time in class, uh, the teacher was referencing it to something. I guess his son was into it, and he mm-hmm. was asking, and I was just in the, gra- in the class grading papers, and he was asking something about why is this... Why is this blowing up? Why are all the guys and, and the girls into this? What, what's so cool about anime? For a lot of us, that was some of our first introduction into anime. Oh, yeah. That definitely for You me. know, before getting into Cowboy Bebop and... Trigun. Uh, uh, I mean, so many Full of Metal them. Alchemist. Full, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a, the first introduction for us over here was Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. And Dragon Ball. Which, another good point is <laughs> the difference between back then and nowadays, how... Nowadays, it's okay to be a grown man watching anime. <laughs> back back in the nineties, eh, people would make fun of you, do whatever. Now, it's totally fine. Me and okay, so I introduced my daughter to, and it's about to open a can of worms. I know I'm going to hear about it in pe- people. People are going to comment. People are going to comment on this, saying that it's not anime. But I started her into. We watched all of Avatar, The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Loved it. She fell in love with it and couldn't wait to binge episodes with me, go back, watch episodes. Like, we need to go two or three episodes back because I just want to watch that again. Uh, I'm of the mindset that it is anime because it is in the style of anime. A lot of people say, okay, well, it was made in the States, so it's not anime. I think it's, you know, if you paint a certain way, it doesn't matter whether you do it in Italy or Japan or Australia, or the United States, it's that style of painting. Yeah. It's that style of art. I think Last Airbender falls into that. And the storytelling, and the characters, and the themes, and the lessons learned from each episode are fantastic. And for someone of her age, being eight years old, there's a lot of stuff in there that's deep, mm-hmm. but it's 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 hidden, yeah. you know? But it's lessons learned. It's life lessons. Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up, 
learning to get along, um, all the stuff with Toph, you know, and, and being accepted. And like, she's really the most badass in the group. Sorry. Yeah. You always liked Toph. I always liked Toph, man. That is a tough little chick, dude. You can't count her out. She was hilarious. Uh, yeah, I introduced her to that, which now she can go to school and talk about it. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Yeah, Rewind we're talking about that some... shit to like 1996. We're talking about something that was 15 years ago when yeah. this started. 2005. When, when they, when they dropped aired. it on Netflix, it's become a whole. It, it's gained a whole new life. Oh yeah, we. I did the same thing. I went back and wa- rewatched it. You know, I'm 34 years old, and I was like, I'm totally rewatching this. Yeah, and I had never <laughs> watched Cora, and I've gone gone back and watched mm-hmm. all those. I like them. People shit on them. I think it's good. Yep. There, there's a couple of things that are, you know, like, okay, but I'm not judging. I didn't write it. Yeah. It's better than I could have ever written. I like them. It was a great entertaining show. It was an entertaining show and a great, I like for my daughter to watch the main character being a female and powerful and things. Yeah, of course. Uh, any, any kind of show I can direct her towards that has a strong female character. Absolutely. I mean, I've got all daughters, so it's going to be the same way <laughs> for all of them. And I'll be like, oh, this is who this, you need to watch this. Try to get her into Wonder Woman. Still a little. No, maybe a little young still. A little young for that. She didn't really. A little too grown up for her. But yeah, Avatar. So this year for Christmas, I get an Avatar shirt from her. Heck yeah. That has all of them. Heck yeah. And which our little thing, you know, will be out in public. And we'll just be like, up, yip, yip. Oh. You know? <laughs> Heck Yeah. Heck start yeah. giggling. So, yeah, it's it's cool. And something that I had watched that now being able to introduce her to is fantastic. And you couldn't have, you could have, but it would have been harder on her socially to have been into that if she'd have been a kid of the 90s. Oh, yeah. You know. Well, I, a, you know, a lot of those shows, too, back then, same thing. You'd sit there and you'd, you'd sit there and you'd watch an episode and they'd leave it on a cliffhanger. You don't get a whole lot of cartoons nowadays that do that. It's usually, you know, one episode oh, yeah. seals the deal and boom, it's done. Move on to the next thing. Back in the 90s and early 2000s, that's, every episode ended on a cliffhanger or would suggest something else is going to happen. And it kept you like, oh, man, oh, it's already over. Oh, no. I think that goes back to them being able to freely tell a story and write it out for the whole season and not be encroached on by the powers that be and say, yeah. you can't do that because that's. That's a little harsh for the young minds. And where's the lesson learned? And what's the theme for today? And it's like, well, the theme is that everybody's beat up and laying in a ditch and they're going to have to pull themselves out by their bootstraps. As the bad, big bad guy just showed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sinsu beans. Sinsu beans. <laughs> beans. Why can't Sinsu beans be real? <laughs> oh, gosh, my knees. Anyway. Yeah, so things like that. Growing up, we grew up when it was a little bit rougher. A little bit rough on us nerds. First world problems, right? Yeah, oh, first, yeah. nerds, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had it so terrible. And we had it so terrible with all the toys that we had oh. and all the video games now we had. Now we're just sounding bad and privileged. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. do you not remember? Yeah, I know there's been many, many videos on it, but were we not the epitome of Nintendo 64 kid oh. when we got our Nintendo 64? Me and you, I remember me and you sitting on the floor and unwrapping it and me pulling the paper off and we just saw just the N64 and me and you both just jumped up and There's started a running around. Of a little boy going, so I'm saying, the N64 kid. Yeah, he's N64. That was we literally did that. We jumped up and were running hot laps through the living room, and Dad's sitting there with his coffee, and he's like, "Uh, okay, <laughs> what's going on?" And we probably didn't actually even plug it in for like two hours because we were like marveling at it, like holding the box up. Ah. <laughs> it was like okay, so happy. Nintendo 64. 
Goldeneye. Mm. Does that bring back oh. a place in time? And many, many a Friday nights with the friends coming over. Man, bring your sleeping bags. We're all going to camp out in the living room. Nobody can be gonna, odd job. Nobody can be <laughs> odd job. It's too hard to hit. Yes. So many nights playing Goldeneye. And that was like, if you didn't buy it and you had to go rent it from like a Blockbuster or something. Mm-hmm. Shit, good luck. Yeah. You yeah. had to have like, Mom, I'm skipping school on Friday. Why? Because I've got to go rent Goldeneye at 8 in the morning when Blockbuster opens. <laughs> And then when we take it back, we're just going to tell them we want to re-rent it right then and there. Right then and there. Yep. Just give yeah. it right back. Oh, my God. Probably paid $300 in GoldenEye. And how many, yeah, how many weekends do we spend just sitting there just nonstop playing it? Well, taking turns. I mean, got you know, friends would come over to hang out, and you'd have to take turns. Yeah. There'd be a room full of people just sitting watching you. Shoot each other, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Or just be like the suckiest guy that keeps getting popped. I guess that's where camping kind of started. I think so. Yeah. I, I I'm, doubt I'm that's sure where camping started, but uh, for yeah. us, that's where camping started. Yeah, it was like, us. you can't just hang out in the air vent. Proximity mines all around me, and now I'm just going to sit here and wait. Actually, I think I'm going to go get a snack, because nobody's going to get to me. <laughs> He's in the air vent in the bathroom, <laughs> just camping out, waiting to pop somebody. Yeah. Oh, my God. Good nights. Good nights playing GoldenEye. Oh, yeah. It's hard to recapture that now. Oh, yeah. But that was also before you got online to play, so you all had to be in the same room. Or at least the same house, you know, yeah. if you wanted to run a lot of wire. But, you know, you had a room full of friends that were playing and interacting and the energy in the room was high and you oh, weren't yeah. just sitting on a headset talking shit. Yeah. You're actually sitting there with your friends hanging yeah. out instead of playing random people from around the world. Not knocking online gaming. I'd do it. But there, it, there's something different about it when you're sitting there. And maybe it's just the fact that you can talk shit to your friends afterwards. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> and so, it's all in... Fun, <laughs> you know, the younger generation will get screen watching. Stop screen watching. Oh, yeah, screen watching. Because it would be one <laughs> screen split into four or split in half, and it would be like, stop watching my screen, seeing where I'm going. So everybody, stop screen watching. Oh, yeah. The people around our age will totally get that. Stop it. I remember seeing them videos of people cutting cardboard boxes mm -hmm. and, and spacing them out, uh, you know, cutting the screen in half where one guy would stand up and play, and the other guy would be kind of <laughs> sitting on the floor, crisscross applesauce. <laughs> playing so Man, you couldn't screen watch you know you're just such a cheating bastard do you remember the ones that the one that actually brought probably the most fist fights was us sitting around playing mario party oh yeah if you steal my star one more time you son of a bitch <laughs> i think we would already started drinking beer by that point it's By probably, that point, well, or maybe we... No, I mean, Mario Party had been out for years. Oh, but yeah, but when we get to what that What I remember about when you said fist fights was, yeah, everybody drinking beer, being like 19 years old, like... Oh, yeah, still my story, son of a bitch. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Hard to recapture. Yeah, but that whole thing of being sitting in the same room playing video games together, yeah, that, that's something I think is a, a little lost nowadays. Yeah, I think so. You just can't catch the same feel. I did it, you know, I've played online games and all that, and it's just not the same feel. Me and you have done it with each other where you've been at your house, and it's like, it's just not, you, you want to come down? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to come down and hang out? Yeah. But you know, there was a lot of those things back, I keep saying eight to 90s, but, you know, sometimes in the early 2000s too, before we got real big in the internet and all that kind of stuff. Like one of my things, I remember as a kid, you know, we'd always know that we were going to play or do something by our buddy Mikey would come down and ring the doorbell. And that's how we knew, hey, our friend's here. We're going to have fun. We're going to party and do stuff. 
nowadays it's you know send a text or something like that yeah and it's be like, there in five yeah and that whole thought of the doorbell rings and you, you just knew it was one of your friends and now you're gonna go play mm-hmm. not saying technology's bad i'm not knocking technology it's not i think though it, it leads just... a lot of kids <clears throat> now the game kind of plays itself the toy plays with itself <laughs> that whole thing of whenever we would get into a point like another great game back in the day, Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would sit there and have to figure out the dungeon. There was no tutorials, cheat code or yeah. tutorials I could go find or anything like I'm that. Not. I mean, I'm sure there probably were floating around, but I didn't know how to access it. Not like nowadays where I was picking my phone and go, how do I beat dungeon boss? And, eh. and it just pulls up a whole tutorial and I just follow it. Yeah. Like, no, I'd sit there and figure it out. I had... The phone opened the entire time I was playing Zelda this past year. Oh, Breath of the Wild? Yeah, when I was playing Breath of the Wild, I just I couldn't figure out shit, dude. Just leave it open. I felt like a dunce. I was just like, yeah, just leave it open. I can't, where's all this at? And even then, the shit, it's on, you know, you look up something on Google about a map or whatever, and it's like, I, it's Latin to me. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't know if that's getting older or getting lazier. I'm not lazy. No, you can't figure that. There are there is shit out there with the gaming now that you absolutely oh really would have a spend hours searching for how to figure it out. You want to talk about hard games now? Remember Battletoads? Man, why you gotta talk about Battletoads? Yeah. What made that game hard was there was no save. And, so you'd be, and you'd you play could hit each other. Seven, you would hit each other. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. You'd sit there and kill each that other. game on the speeder little bikes where you're in the oh, thing that looked like a throat. Oh, yeah. Oh. Nightmares. Nightmares. So mad. You broke many a controller with that yes, game. Yes, I did. <laughs> God damn, Mom would get mad at you. Just throwing them fucking controllers across the room. Oh, That's man. when we knew you had an anger issue. Oh, jeez. Jeez. <laughs> Speaking of that, do you remember the time with the video camera and the deer antler? Oh, God, yes. I, think I still have a scar because of that. Go ahead, go, <laughs> yeah, go ahead and tell that story. I want to see how you remember it. So I'm sitting in the den playing my video games, and Mom and Dad had gone out for the night, and they had just bought this brand new handheld recorder, which if you guys couldn't imagine that, that was a big thing. You didn't have your phone to you know do your stuff with. It was it, a actually. video camera, and you looked yeah. through the eyepiece to record. Exactly. Anyway, so they just bought this, and rule number one was we could not touch it. And so, of course, you immediately went in there. Being me. Immediately went in there, got it, put it all together, did everything, and started recording stuff and walk around the house, doing everything. And you snuck around the corner, and I was in there playing my game, and I was getting mad. And I remember throwing down the controller, and I think I said, damn, or shit, or something like that. Yeah, I cussed. Yeah. I was supposed to be the in charge one. (laughs) You are the older one. (laughs) And so all I remember is hearing you snicker in the background. Gotcha. And I turn around and look. And yeah, that's exactly what you said. Gotcha. And I started yelling at you. Give me that recorder. You're going to be so in so much trouble. I took off running after you. And instead of doing the sensible thing and putting the camera down and running away, you decided to continue filming me. Y'all need to understand he was mean. He was way meaner than me. <laughs> so that's why I was like the older brother, but I'm running away from him because I'm like, oh, shit, he caught me. Like, uh-oh. So you're running through, I'm the, laughing. running through the house backwards, still recording me, still laughing at me. Well, it came to the doorway to go in the Dad hall. Dad had a deer mount on the wall that was set next to the doorway. A deer mount with the antlers. Um, and so you're running backwards, trying to get to the hallway, and you misjudge where the hallway is. <laughs> 
and you hit the deer antler right at the top of your scalp. The deer antler, the tine, pierced my scalp and went underneath my scalp. And it took you off of your feet. You were standing on your tippy toes, bleeding out the back of your head, hung on a dead deer antler. Yes. Screaming. With a video recorder going, oh yes. God, oh God. <laughs> Screaming at no. me to help help you. And of no, course, no, no. Of course, what did I do? I went and took the recorder out of your hand, took the tape out, pulled the tape out of it, <laughs> went and gently put it back in its case, folded it all up, put it under the bed, then came out and helped you get off of the deer handler. <laughs> that was horrible. Horrible. And of course, then mom I'm bleeding and dad, like a stuck pig from the head when mom and dad get home. Then mom and dad get home and you're bleeding like a stuck pig and they're asking what's going on and we just tell them because at that point there's yeah. nothing to hide. They're looking at blood on a deer antler and then a little trail of droplets of blood all the way to the bathroom. And, and, it's like, and mom is so mad. She's yelling at us saying, I'm never leaving you again. And you irresponsible, whatever. And dad's in there. kind of. <laughs> that you got what you deserved. <laughs> did you mess with the boy? I'm like, yes, I did. Well, that's you what got happens. what you deserved. You got hung up on it. Like that doesn't happen to normal people. I've never heard of that happening. It's like, remember that scene in The Lost Boys when, uh... Yeah, he got impaled by the thing. David gets thrown on the deer at least. That's how I felt. It was like... <laughs> just stuck up there. Michael, just help me off the deer antler. Flailing on your tippy toes. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, God. Hurt like shit, man. You know, it's They're oh. they're sharp, but they're not that sharp. That no. Freaking hurt. I still have a scar in the back of my head from that. Every once in a while, that gets brought up. Oh, man. Hey, anyway... I want to introduce a new segment on the show. All right. I hope you're down with this. All right. Uh, for everybody out there listening, what I'm going to call it is search engine results. Okay. Okay. I want this to be a thing from here on out. I think it'll be a real good time okay. for you, anybody we're having in. What I did was I went on to Google search engine, and okay. I'm going to ask an open-ended question, and you're going to have to guess. I'm going to give you A, B, or C, three different answers. You're going to guess what was the first result to pop up in the search engine off of my open-ended question. Okay. Sound like a good time? Yes. Yeah, All show. right. Are you ready? Cool. To, can we do Can we do like a, I'm going to say search engine results, just like that, but I want you to do it with me. Okay. On, this is the segment of the show we're going to call. One, two, three. Search, search engine, engine results. results. All right, man. Let's go. Okay. So what I did was get on Google, and I asked it. Spider-Man is open-ended. Okay. So. The question is, Spider-Man is, you're going to guess A, B, and C, okay? Okay. And if you win, you're going to win this nice leftover chocolate Santa from Christmas. Oh, lovely. We're hoping for better, uh, you know, better prizes moving forward, but that's what we get today. Okay. It's okay. probably not real chocolate. I think it's some kind of oil-based cocoa powder thing so leftover. do with that what you will but okay leftover you, from three weeks ago you win a prize there is a prize for this <laughs> okay at the end of it so okay i think i might actually want to lose wrap your mind around this let's see question is spider-man is a marvel or dc b black now c a menace so the first thing that so, popped up when you put Spider-Man is Marvel or DC, Spider-Man is black now, or Spider-Man is a menace. Okay. What does the mind of Keith think? 
that Google. The, the thing I keep going back what, to. Which means it's the most searched thing. Uh, and the obvious one would be people asking if it's Marvel or DC. But I think I'm going to go with, is Spider-Man black now? Incorrect. Ah! The correct answer is, Spider-Man is a menace. Really? <laughs> Spider-Man is I a figured, menace. I figured with all the Miles Morales stuff blowing up now, that like, yeah, ah. Yeah, which means that's the most searched thing. Spider-Man is a menace? Is that because of... Uh, is he really a menace? J.J. Uh, Jameson? J. Jonah? J. Jonah? Yeah, I guess it yeah, would doing, be. Doing, Spider-Man is a menace! That cracked me up when I looked it up, because I was like, what is Spider-Man is? A... Hey, yeah, Spider-Man uh-huh. is a menace, uh-huh. so you do not win the chocolate Santa Claus. Oh, I'm so sad. Uh, next week you can, maybe you can return the favor and you ask me three questions okay. on Okay, that's a fun search one. Engine. That's so a fun game. That yeah. is a segment of Search Final Engine, engine results. results. All right, good times. All right, cool. All right, brother. Well, we've been talking at length about growing up nerdy. Yeah. Riding nerdy. Riding nerdy. So, um, Yeah. For all of you out there that are on board with all the nerd culture now, welcome to the club. Yeah. We've been kicking it out old school for a long time. There was a lot of people that led the way going back as far as the 60s Man. to Star Trek. I mean, I guess Trek would have been one of the first real pop culture phenomenons when mm-hmm. nerd culture took off. Yeah. You know, you, you read a lot of the interviews with uh, Leonard Nimoy, a lot of them with William Shatner, where he talked about. I never saw this coming. I mean, how many how many of those folks went on that were fans when they were children in the '60s to work at NASA and work the, on different technology? Yeah. I mean, the reason we have cell phones is because of Star Trek. And communicators, yeah. So it's been a long road to hoe for, for all of us uh, in the nerd culture. Hmm. And happy to have you if you're new. You know, keep on grinding if you've been here for a long time. Uh, brother, I've had a real good time with you tonight, having a conversation about the the reminiscing about our childhood growing up and, yeah. and what it meant to be. There was some good times. <laughs> there was some bad times. I yeah. never got shoved in a locker. I did get called a nerd a lot, and yeah. now it's a badge of honor. Yep, I and wear I think a badge. For that's sure. the biggest difference sure. now. I think now is it, it. You know, it used to be a blemish on you to be into comics, to be into all things nerdy, all things nerdy, superheroes. Uh, sci-fi if you were really into film I, mean, I remember being a, a young kid and watching things like Casablanca and the Maltese Falcon and getting into uh, like film noir and, and stuff like that and really enjoying it and wanting to break it down because I found it interesting and people didn't get it mm-hmm. and now luckily with the internet and social media and all that you find out there's a lot more people that are like-minded just like you that that just enjoy it you weren't alone yeah you enjoy yeah. it you appreciate it it's an art just like anything else there are plenty of people now that will listen to my two-hour rant about yeah. something i mean if you made it all the way through this podcast then obviously you're of a like mind yeah yeah and we're happy to have y'all so look forward to more conversations like this y'all uh hit us up send us emails tell us what you would like us to talk about Yes, because please. we're open to talk about anything. That's why we are the Random, Random Men. Men.